You're just sitting in the kitchen. Probably on the couch or something. I'd imagine. Unless Maddie's here, then we had to actually have to find a, another chair for him. Oh, man. Oh, but Adam is. <laughs> that's a good point. Sorry, Adam. Because that's on the pre-roll, and I'm not getting yeah, rid of okay. it. okay. Nobody listens to this fucking thing. <laughs> that's not true. Cool. All right, cool. Seems to come a little bit more quiet than normal. I don't know. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, I'm going to try. By that, I mean turn your fucking volume up. We ain't doing no post. <laughs> no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to like level everything out. You know? Cool, 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 cool. Well, I should probably pull up the topics before we get going. Yeah, man, that's a good idea. I seen you uh, You waited till the very last minute to add all these fucking topics. I did, there. yeah. Because I'm like, ah. Oh. I like to gradually add topics throughout the week as I stumble upon them. Sometimes. But you, you're just like... Uh, let me get a, a sprinkle of movies, a dash of asshole, and some music talk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, shit, I actually had a good verses that I forgot to put on there. I remember, like, oh, that's good. Let me put it on there. Well, I forgot. Copy that. Then I actually forgot. All right, man, you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 78. Seven, eight. Yes, yeah, sir. So, uh,. Yeah, 78. But uh, we're here, and we are in a... Uh, it's actually a nice day. It's not too bad outside it's today. nice, man. I'm, uh, I'm kind of roly-poly in it today, though, man. We just came back from Pequod's. Oh, that pizza's so fucking good. Oh, okay. Copy that. So I'm like... Yeah, it's a, it's a nice day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I am your host, Jacob. And with me today, I have Gabe. Hello. And uh, Gaddy. 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 <laughs> Gaddy. Maddie and Gabe are... Uh, Maddie's a non-participant in the background but she's, she's here the peanut gallery she's also here yes she's the peanut gallery essentially um but yeah man uh dead air dead air is expensive jacob yeah. why the fuck we ain't paying electricity for this shit it, well you're not i am but how uh, was your week oh yeah my week was uh it was all right man um i crushed my foot on thursday Oof. which took me out of commission friday so i sat in an office all day at work and then eventually i'm like i should probably go and then i left you know it's funny because i remember when I dropped like the 140 pound dresser on my foot, and that's mm-hmm. when I was working for you. And you're like, well, "Are you gonna live?" I'm like, "Well, it kind of hurts." I, I do. Do you wanna make that an injury? I was like, well, "I'll walk it off," and I did. Yeah. And I did. And now I live with a black foot. No. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, man. That sucks though. What crushed it? Uh, so it's something that you actually wouldn't understand because you never worked in a drop frame trailer before. Oh, I have though. Drop frames, you know how you you load it above the flaps, it's at foot level, uh-huh. which is just ridiculously unsafe. This is why, because when you break a jam, pocket backs just, you know, can come at your feet. I grab my foot, slam it to the side of the trailer. Ouch. Yeah, um, it hurt, and it hurts a little bit still, uh, but I'm going to hopefully I'll be back to normal, have a follow-up appointment tomorrow in the morning, and I'll be Full able to... Full swing Tuesday, Wednesday? No, hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to Copy that. get back at back it. Back in action. Yeah. Uh, Ice and Modelo. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, uh, man, that was my week. It, it was It was all right. Uh, besieging. Oh man, uh, yeah, we got some good places in this. We got a lot of shit, and yeah. then a lot of. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll, we, that's one of our topics. Yeah, it's definitely one of the topics for the week. But uh, yeah, it was just a week. Happy. For, I hope everybody had a good, safe Fourth of July. Yeah, man. And all that good, good stuff. stuff. How about you, buddy? Um, well, let's see. Uh, off the top of my head, um, nephew's birthday this week. His parents are in Florida, so I said, you know, let's go grab some food. We got his ears pierced. He turned 18, so, you know, he's always wanted to. I was like, fuck it, we'll go to a shop. Cool. Get you pierced. Um, What else? Oh, I had, um, so my dad bought Modelo because he really likes Modelo. It's, I find that kind of weird. You know, Modelo is actually very similar to German beer. Huh. That could explain it. I don't really like the 
your typical kind of I'm, I'm a beer douche i've evolved into a beer douche you went from not drinking beer at all to becoming an actual beer douche yeah right so um my dad bought modello and he's like hey i bought beer for you guys i was like did you buy beer for us or did you buy beer you like and know that nobody else is going to touch it so it was the latter of the two right yeah and i was like i don't like modello and he's like put a little bit of raspberry syrup in there like like the you know so i did and i was like wow this shit's fucking good raspberry syrup yeah we have like like um my mom likes to boil water and put that in there mm-hmm. to kind of give it some flavor yeah, man, that raspberry syrup really did it for me, dude. I downed that fucking thing. It was really good. My thing is, like, if you have to add, like, Modelo is a very, Modelo Corona, these are two things that are very common. If you have to add stuff to it to taste good, then it probably isn't good. Well, <laughs> let, let me let me throw this out there. A lime with Corona is great, but I do not buy Corona anymore, nor do I go out and say, hey, I'm going to go pick up some Modelo. Yeah. If I'm buying something from a liquor store, it's hard liquor or it's liney Kugel. Yeah. So, that you know, I for, for what it is and for the small solution to the problem i thought it was kind of cool it's actually really good yeah i get you so i, I feel you man i feel you man so uh let's just dive right into these right, we don't so, have anything on notes but let, let's talk uh, how's your weekend so far so far yeah dude i saw well, Jurassic over, basically yeah. world last yeah. night what a fucking dumpster fire that movie oh was. yeah holy shit let me throw something out there i fucking hate free willy and free willy styled movies i hate it <laughs> but but they're animals and they deserve to live. Yeah. Um. If you're a fan of the series, definitely go watch it because it's kind of important, and it sets it up for yet another sequel. Yeah. Hoopla! Surprise, right? Yeah. Um. Literally, Chris Pratt is the only person in this movie with any fucking common sense. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um. Uh. There's a lot of good plot twists. the The best part of the movie for me was with Jeff Goldblum. There's like a court trial. In the background. And it has a total of maybe three or four minutes of screen time in the whole two-hour movie. That was my biggest problem with it that I heard. And that court trial was so fucking good. You could pull out line by line all the quotes out of there, and every single one of them is a killer. Back to back. All of Jeff Goldblum's lines, I should clarify. All of them back to back are fucking killers. You can get them tattooed. You can have them on your fucking wall. They're really good. Um, Yeah, Chris Pratt's the only one with any kind of fucking common sense. Uh, what else? There's a scene. I actually thought of you when I saw it, but there's a scene in the movie where Claire has uh, like a baseball cap on and she looks like Ash because she's like dodging about. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she looks like Ash. What else? Uh, of course, there has to be a, a new. Uh, I almost said new zombie. There has to be a new dinosaur. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It's actually a cool idea. They uh-huh. try to like weaponize the dinosaur. Oh, you know, was... and they try to sell it like black market. Wasn't that like, what they they from the the whole last one, the Irex or whatever? The Indominus Rex. Yeah, I, I don't know. That I think the they just movie. did it to do it. Yeah. But this one, they're like. Oh, it's the Indoraptor. So it's a cross between a T-Rex and, and, the, which, and the Raptors. Which is a horrible idea. And, um, and yeah, they, they like weaponize it, and they're like trying to sell it to people. Um, it's a cool Raptor. I have no issues with that. It's literally everything else that revolves around it. The whole bringing them off the island. Uh, the whole ending to the movie, which I don't want to give away, but it really kind of infuriated me. <laughs> um, what else? What else is there left to cover in this movie? Yeah, dude, it was just fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. I, I hate that whole... Th- there's a big plot hole in there, too. I'm not going to throw it out there, but you'll definitely notice. Um, the whole thing was animals. They got to live, man. They got to be alive. And that was like the whole motivation behind it. But like I said, man, I can't get behind the whole free willy thing. Well, I really can't. I double can't get behind it because these animals were engineered. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole point that uh, Malcolm's trying to make. Yeah. That he's like, well, we played God once. We have to let them die. Yeah. And that's his whole like court statement, right? But uh, surprise, surprise, it doesn't go that way. Yeah. A um, couple of good things, though. Uh, you see it in the trailer, and it kind of... I hate that I saw it because it gave it away. The part where they're in the little sphere thing, the dinosphere, 
Yeah. And it rolls off the cliff, and now they're underwater. That whole scene's super fucking tenseful. Yeah. And I think that scene was really well done. Um, that being said, another good, really good positive that stood out to me, this opening scene for this Jurassic movie, probably the best opening scene out of all the Jurassic movies. It was really Ooh, good. Ooh, that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, the that's saying a lot. Yeah. I, I really I really did enjoy this opening scene. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Uh, there's bits and pieces where Blue and this Indoraptor are like going back and forth, and there's a part where it felt like an alien movie, where they're like in the lab and the thing is like learning. So, um, I don't know, man. Out of five, like a two. Mm. Wow, I I was, and that's that's being that's being gracious, man. I was like really upset at this movie last night. Hmm. My statement at post movie last night was, if I didn't support Chris Pratt and what he did so much, I would probably fucking hate this movie with the passion. Copy that. Um, but unfortunately, it's a must if you're a fan of the series. And honestly, just wait till they put it on Netflix or Hulu. Copy that. Because I I used my movie pass, and I would have been even more pissed if I paid for it. Noted. Noted. Yeah, man. Dumpster fire. Okay. Hot Noted. trash. There you go. That that was your note. That being said, let's let's dive right into the the next hot trash that the rock is reviving. This is a topic from last week. Yeah. Um. So this one is not on my list, but this is the one that I went. Oh, I have one off the top of my head. Remember last week? Yeah. So this one. Um. The more I kind of sat on it, the more I liked it. Uh. The rock in a new live action Scooby Doo movie as Freddy. <laughs> right okay I and it's gonna it. grow on you you're gonna think about it throughout the week and you're like yeah this fucking works i can see that just the rock and a big ass great dane bro interesting interesting yeah. choice okay okay so uh what is yours well, you, we're gonna go back and forth well, i can't really think of what i want to because i saw it on the, the notes i'm like man i'm like if this wasn't done already i'm like put him in the fucking goosebumps Oh, that's a good one. I yeah. didn't think if of it, but it was done already they already did the jack black treatment but i'm sure you could put him in it and it'd be great i got four Okay. I came up with four. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first one, uh, Animaniacs. Okay. The Rock and Animaniacs, okay. right? You can see that? Yes. Okay. Uh, second one, I don't know if you were exposed to this because it was kind of a weird one. Uh, there was a cartoon in the late 90s, early 2000s called Gargoyles. Okay. The Rock and Gargoyles. Okay. If not a gargoyle. Um, gargoyles. Next that's one. Cool pull, man. Shit. The Rock is Johnny Bravo. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Just give me one really shitty live-action Johnny Bravo yeah. movie, and I will go see if The Rock is playing Johnny cool. Bravo. It's got to be him or Dave, or Dave Bautista, and yeah. I think The Rock has more charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the last one, The Rock as Aladdin. Okay. You see it? Okay. A little bit? Actually, I have one off the top of my head that I just thought of. Well, hang on. Hang on. Before we dive into that, I want you to picture this. The Rock, imagine him standing <laughs> cross-armed, right, with those baggy-ass genie pants. Just imagine that for a second, right? The genie, okay. Okay, go ahead. Fire off. Instead of Space Jam, it's Space Slam. And the aliens are taking over wrestlers, and he has to wrestle for the sake of Looney Tunes. You know, I was going to throw WWE in here Space as Slam. a joke because it's reviving dead things. Yeah. And WWE has been kind of stale. Well, they're making a shit ton of money. so Yeah. But that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. Space Slam. So those are <laughs> our, what, five, six yeah, that's fun. things that The Rock is going to revive. Uh-huh. So this is more of a quick match in the next topic. And the, speaking of The Rock, uh, Rocky. Obviously, so we are kind of... Uh, the Rocky. Yeah, well, Rocky is kind of... We don't know what his role is going to be in the next Creed, but they did release a new uh, new poster with him on it, which I thought was kind of cool. Very majestic. But it, uh, other than that, it's just a side note that I wanted to We mention. saw that trailer again in theater last night. Yeah. It's even better up yeah, top. Yeah. And, uh, and my buddy was with us, and he knew that there was a Creed 2, but he hadn't seen anything about it. I was like, bro, pay the fuck attention right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you mentioned it, but uh, that Kendrick Lamar song... Yeah. Perfect fucking choice. Yeah. That was like, you could not have done better yeah, for very, a musical choice. Very, very good. But yeah, so that's just something I wanted to mention. Very cool. Creed yep. 2, check it out. So uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, what the uh, fuck is this? He's our spirit animal. 
he's going he's going to well obviously the new Captain Marvel movie is coming out Captain Marvel takes place in the 80s and Nick Fury is going to be in it so they're just going to make Samuel L. Jackson 25 years younger they're going to de-age him he doesn't actually look no. that old we were talking we, yeah, we were, my mom he were talking aged about really it. well it's like uh, you can't really he looks relatively the same you know, other than you know, he, he's probably like mid fifties. I don't, I don't have yeah. an exact figure on him. Yeah, but if probably. you told me he was forty, I'd believe it. Yeah, he is uh, maybe a little bit more gray and like his goatee and stuff like that. But like, you know, that's really... not that's not anything some uh, touch of gray or whatever. Yeah, touch of men could can't fix that's, up. That's my point. So I'm like, it doesn't. Hopefully, they don't like computer generate it and make him look like horrible, like Jeff Bridges and like Tron. But you know, I want to say since like facial feature wise, kind of if you look past the hair, I think since Pulp Fiction, he didn't really age. I told my mom I want him to look like Jules from Pulp Fiction if they're going to do that. <laughs> um, there was that one movie he did um, with the white girl that he keeps captive. I can't fucking remember it. White girl he keeps captive. Or he's like the hillbilly in the cabin. No. Or, oh. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Black Snake Moan. Yeah, because he had the, the white hair. Yeah. But obviously that was, you know, done purposefully. Yeah. But I don't think his face... And his skin has aged at all. Not really. Yeah, I he's, agree uh, with that. He's like a fine wine man. When yeah. you uncork it, it goes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. But yeah. All right, let's talk John Wick 3. What is this? So John Wick 3, the new title is called Parabellum. <laughs> and a stunning turn of events uh, happens to go along with the siege uh, season. But yeah, that's the new name. That's the new title. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, John Wick 3, Parabellum. Which that means is I'm assuming he's going to Italy. I think he went to Italy in the last one, didn't he? I didn't see any of the John Wicks. What? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm waiting. Okay, so it's my buddy's favorite movie, and he wants me to wait for him to show it to us. And that's the whole premise of why I haven't oh seen it. Oh, my him. God, dude. They're probably the best action movies within the yeah, last Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Ten years. Um, okay, what is a Gundam? What? What is this next one? Wait, hold on. Gundam. Gundam. Live action Gundam. Gundam? I said I pronounced. spell that wrong. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's no H. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. I thought it was Gundam. What do you know about Gundam? Well, I don't know shit, and I but I have a feeling you know a thing or two about it, and um, I wanted your opinions on the potential of a live action Gundam and the big question: Will Hollywood fuck it up? Okay, let me throw this out there. Gundam is a franchise. Really, it's a franchise that's been around since early '70s. Yeah, it is now going on fifty odd fucking years. Um, there has been, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Uh, Incantations or no, not incantations. Uh, uh, iterations. Iterations of the anime cartoon series, right? Um, there's so many different fucking series. There's a lot of things that it does well. There's a lot of things it's, it does right, depending from season to season. I don't think a live action Gundam is a bad idea because okay. giant robots are back in style. It's just no way around it. Transformers, Pacific Rim. Rim. Yeah. Um, giant robots are back in style. The question is, which Gundam are they gonna take on? Because the the Gundam that's most like recognizable is the rx-78 uh-huh. and uh that, that's like the gundam right that or unicorn but it's it's a question of which series are going to are they going to take on and which story because a lot of these especially the older ones and some of the newer ones very heavily politically driven so you'll okay. go like 16 episodes before you see like a major fight okay and it's a lot of like world affecting characters and then you get to the massive giant fucking robot fights. Copy that. So, so my concern is how are they going to pull this off? Or so it's just not gonna... just all robots fighting each other. No, it's, it's a lot of the Gundam stories are like politics, like geopolitics. I would even say planetary politics in most of them because it's, you know, in space. Mm-hmm. But I think Gundam, kind of keeping it short and sweet, Gundam is a series that I kind of hold dear. I do have a, a bunch of model kits. I love putting that shit together. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Um, and I think it's kind of... If they fuck it up, it'll be okay. You think so? 
I think it'll be fine because it just has so much weight to it. My thing is like, because I know like a lot of people flip, flip, flip. I don't know much about anime, but the whole Ghost in the Shell thing, I know a lot of people flipped out about that. And I think don't think it was received very well. No, it was not because they did completely do, butched the story. Yeah, nor did it do very well. But, but let me throw it out there. You probably have a thousand plus hours of Gundam material out there, just including, that's just counting the, the anime, the movies, yeah. the stuff you can watch, not any of the stuff you can build, read, etc. You have a thousand plus hours. This two-hour movie isn't going to make enough of a difference for people to stop liking Gundam. Okay. Like I said, this franchise is older than us combined. It's it's just the force, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't is think... Is it still like, ongoing today? Yep. Like on like TV or is it just the anime? Are you, it, or the manga, I'm sorry. Uh, they, they're they animating, yeah. They're still animating it? Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I think it's it's cool, man. I think you should, everybody should give it at least one watch. Well, it was always episodes. on Tsunami. I just never... I, like you know, yeah, man. Uh, I I remember those tsunami days. Yeah, but I think I appreciate it more now because I understand the whole world building and, like I said, geopolitics and all that stuff. I think it's something everybody should check out because you can't go wrong with fighting robots. And Gundam has been doing giant fighting robots right for fifty years. Cool, very and, cool. So, so yeah, I just wanted your opinion. That's on my that. Gundam stance. All right, Gapes, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> all right, uh, so Gabe, this is gaming. You guys, our uh, six plays Ooh. of the week. Okay, so on Tuesday night, I think we went on like an eight or nine losing streak. It was really bad. Yeah. It took me from silver two all the way down to like copper three. <laughs> oh, it was fucking bad. And you worked your way up because you played one night without me. Um, so that, and then we played, what was it last night? Friday night? Friday night. We Friday. played for a lot, actually. A couple like hours. Two, three hours, yeah. And um, what was your favorite play of the night? Well, I, I have two in mind. I saved it. I honestly, I can't, because I, I feel like. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> uh, there was games. Maybe I played one. I don't remember what day. I think it might have been by myself. But I fucking went off. I had 15 kills and we lost because my teammates dipped out. It was on uh, Oregon. So, like, I can't say it was my favorite plays because I fucking got worked because my teammates didn't stay. And if they were, all I needed were was bodies to soak up bullets. Yeah, meat shields. And I would have, you know, we would have won. But, you know, fucking people play rank and don't be this cocksucker because I'm going to start hunting these people down and just harassing them nonstop until they hopefully they never play the game again. Because uh, that's how fed up I am with getting quit on by yeah. my teammates in this fucking game. Uh, but I will say the highlight of my siege week outside of the little mini tear that me, you, me and Miguel went on was I told you the story earlier. Uh, but uh, I think what is whatever day that was um, I was playing. I was solo queuing. Uh, I ended up on a team with four very obnoxious people, super obnoxious, the most obnoxious people you ever heard. And they're not the type of guys to like be quiet when you're trying to fucking listen and clutch up. They're fucking people listen to shitty trap music and this horrible and they're white on top of that. You could tell by their voices that they're fucking white. But um, so they're horrible, annoying, loud and obnoxious, trying to clutch up. You lose and they say that, you, oh, you suck. Uh, quit the game. You kill yourself. Get AIDS and die. That type of shit. Right. Uh-huh. So we played the game. We won. Whatever. I, call, I queued up again, like immediately, and I ended up against these guys in my very first round, 3v1 clutch against these motherfuckers on uh, Theme Park, and it was satisfying. And we beat them so bad, probably by the second or third round, they were starting to quit out. So That's it, good, man. That's satisfying. It was super, it was, it was like I said, satisfying. probably the most satisfying uh, win of the, of the week for me. My, uh, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. My, my biggest thing is, why would you play music when you're playing Siege? I don't know. I, I literally don't I can't. Sound is such an important element. Yeah, I can't. And I actually, I booted up Infinite Warfare for, I don't know, like an hour last weekend. 
And the nice part was I could throw on a record in the background. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I, I miss doing this. Because yeah. C's, you got to be so involved. Focused. Yeah, but that was just kind of run gun, yeah. jam out some music. And I get that. But like, really, dude? Like, in the game where sound is so important, why are you blasting, you know? I mean, and fine. If you're going to do it, do it for yourself. But don't fucking put that shit on Yeah, the don't button. put it on the mic. Man. Oh, my Mute God. Yourself. You're, you're a dick. Disconnect your mic. My, my two plays of the week, well, they weren't really. One of them was my play. The other one was just pure fucking luck. We were playing on Coastline. And it was neck and neck. It was, you know, we get one, they get one, we get one, they get one. And it was overtime. It was point number five. And, you know, we were just shitting bricks. And I think it was our Ash. No, because we were on defense. It was one of our guys shooting out the other guy's Ash. And the Ash gets nervous, goes by the window on coastline in one of the rooms, and the, the frost trap. <laughs> the frost who did absolutely nothing all game Skill. clutched yeah. with that stupid fucking trap. Uh, yeah. And we won the game. It was Sophia. Sophia that got Sophia. There yeah. we go. But, but that was so funny that this player who did absolutely nothing all game just so happened to put a, uh, a frost trap down there, and that frost trap won was, us, not, not the round, the whole game. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. That was one of them. The other one was we were playing on border, and we set up. I was playing mute, and I just that camera placement was so good, and that, uh, that hidey hole from the, from the corner, man, that peak spot, so good. I, was, I, was talking, game. I thought you were going to talk about uh, that double you got with your captain traps. Like near the end of that round, that uh, yeah, I think it was yesterday or whatever when we were replayed, you got a fucking double at like, like the very last second because these fucking idiots just run into sight and just don't pay attention. Oh, was that on bank? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it might have been yeah, bank. It was good, and we were laughing for like a solid twenty minutes after I, um, the fact. You know, don't get me wrong. There's like better operators and there's worse operators, and um, this goes for like fighting games too. Fuck a tier list, yeah. honestly. If you could play that character, operator, whatever it may be, yeah. if you could play him, you could play him right. That's all that matters. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like people always put Capkin lower tier, but if you know how to set up and if you could stick it out to those last 30 seconds, mm-hmm. it's just as effective as a smoke. Yeah. I agree with that. Because sure. smoke, you lock them out. What do you got to do with the Capkin? Well, just hope that they took a couple hits. Yeah. When you hear that pop, you know, if they're not dead, mow them yeah, down. Yeah, man, those Capkin traps have come in the clutch more than a handful of times, your Capkin traps. Yeah, man, so. and you know what? It's, I've been playing Mute a lot lately, and he's a great operator. I like him, but sometimes it's just fun to just... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you. man, so those are some Rainbow Six plays, but we do have some R6 news from Ubisoft. Uh, they dropped a tweet earlier in the week where they're making uh, game improvements and a lot of anti-cheating measures. Yeah. Um, the first one I'd like to kind of... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Talk about the first one Cover. I'd like address. Okay. The first one I'd like to address is um, for PC, if you're playing ranked, you need double verification now. So you're probably going to get an email and you're going to te- get a text on your phone. So you can verify it for you because there's clearly some fucking issues on ranked. Mm-hmm. Probably worse than console, mm-hmm. but I can't say because I don't play PC. Um, the second one is anti-smurfing measures. So smurfing is if you're like a diamond coming into a bronze lobby. So the idea is you get queued up with people of similar rank. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I think that's really good because a lot of the times you will have these guys with, you know, diamond platinum getting queued up with, um, you know, us. Mm-hmm. Well, granted, we, we kind of know what we're doing, but we'll get, we'll get fucked up because these guys have 10,000 plus hours in the game. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you probably have closer to a thousand, but I probably have less than a hundred. No, actually not really. I'm only ranked level, level 76, bro. I'm not that high up. But, but, you know, it's just something, yeah. it's just something, and especially like for that newer player, like where I was like that learning curve, man, especially if you're playing against even like a silver or a gold, they're going to rough you up yeah. really bad, man. It's bad. But I think that ranked Q is the anti-smurfing is going to do a lot of good. Yeah, I think so. That obviously doesn't happen very much on uh console because you have to pay for an account. So I mean, like at that point, more power to you. But like, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely is an issue with PC. E- even for those who do pay for it. Like, People were, because uh, I was actually watching, because you know, uh, Rockwell, our Varsity Gaming, does like the, the solo Smurf. Yeah. He does. And uh, every year he, you know, he hops in queues, solo queues by himself. And people were telling him, oh, you're smurfing. He's like, these are my placement matches. He's like, there's no such thing as smurfing in placement matches, you fucking idiot. Like, I'm playing and I'm going to get my rank. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. And if you're solo queuing, you know, whatever. But I don't know. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, we had a good R6 week this week, I would say. Well, started off shitty. You went into good. Well, yeah, man, we got to fuck, man. My aim is, oh, hold on. Give me one second. Weird. That doorbell is going, man. Yeah, we had a R6 week that started off shitty, but ended up pretty solid. Um, overall, I think Jacob said it best to me over the week. He said that this is a game, or this goes to show that if what happens when you care for a product. Uh-huh. You have a steady player base. Um, you, you, you really do have something that the community cherishes at the end something of the day. Something special, man. Because not only are they cranking out, I would say, relatively quality operators in the past couple mm-hmm. you know, seasons, but you also have the constant updates, uh, the like I said, the anti-cheating measures. Yeah. What was the first thing I said? Lots of love for and from Ubisoft. Yeah. Because they're doing the absolute. And who would have thought, like a couple years ago, Ubisoft was kind of frowned upon, especially with the whole like the fail of the division and all those things. But um, they had a plan and they stuck with it. They kept on grinding it out, and lo and behold, one of the most successful games out today, and well deserved, well earned. And I don't know if you've been watching any of the Pro League stuff. Uh, I have, and it's fucking super entertaining. It's probably more entertaining than Call of Duty, and I actually liked Pro Call of Duty play. But, um, yeah, man, I've been watching a lot of the ESL 6 Pro yeah, shit. It's good stuff. It's fucking a blast. I had a nightmare where, uh, where I was playing Terminal and somebody dropped a nuke on us and we, we <laughs> lost. But uh, <laughs> I noticed I said nightmare. <laughs> but um, kind of wrap that up with this topic. The last kind of thing is if there was a player that is cheating – on your team, you don't get a negative against that. Okay. And I think I don't quote me on this. I think they're gonna expand it to if you have more than two players leave, your rank won't get affected. That would be great. Actually. And I think yeah, that'd be really good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But uh, don't quote me on that last part. It's just something I overheard. I think the the winning team deserves that win if they get it, but the losing team, if they get dropped, if two players drop or something like that, they don't deserve that loss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They deserve the win, but they, you don't deserve the loss in that regard. But Yeah, man. Uh, all's fair in love and siege, I guess, at the end of the day. Yes, sir. But that was our Rainbow Six talk. All right, cool. So, uh, so obviously, again, we, I don't want to cover it any further, but Toys R Us closing down, right? So, I guess as these Toys R Us were closing down, uh, they were moving a lot of the shelving away, and somebody found, an employee found, a hidden... N64. N64 Mario Kart. Yeah, I saw on, that. Underneath the shelf. It was empty, though. It was empty. Yeah. Oh, okay, so somebody just grabbed the, the No, it was thing. empty. It was empty. Oh, okay. So somebody just grabbed it and fucking threw it. I thought it maybe it was some nerd who was like, oh, let me save this for later or, and threw it underneath. No, I, I saw that up on Reddit. Yeah, it was uh, covered in dust. Covered in dust, kind, yeah. Kind of cool artifact of the time. Yeah. Because you won't see that anymore. That's, so that's probably been on it for like 20 years. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Kart 64. So yeah. Yeah. Probably 25, man. Yeah. Crazy. Cool crazy. stuff. I just thought that was fun. Uh, so I don't know if you saw anything about this. So. So obviously, you know the game Fallout has its like its app, right? Shelter, like, yeah, yeah, the hell thing. Uh, so Westworld, which is the Showtime show, I think, I think it's on Showtime. HBO, HBO, uh, very popular. It comes up with its own app, right? And literally, they stole this, the app. It's the same exact app. Oh, and they tracked them down because it had the same bugs, the same right? Exact bugs. That's so funny. How fucking horrible is that? That's hilarious. It's it's, it's hysterical, but it's like. There's no denying that. Like, you can't see, oh, uh, like, no, motherfucker. I, these are the same bugs that we had when the game 
drop. Drop. Like, what the that's, fuck? That's real shitty, man. Especially because Westworld's kind of getting a following, man. Yeah. It's starting to not what, track the wave. But I, I am not for that plagiarism life. Shame yeah. on you, yeah. Westworld. Yeah, very bad. Shame on you. I just thought it was funny. Uh, so, Gabe, I want you to get into something. I want you to do some research on this. Okay. So, Life is Strange is, was actually the free game yeah. way back when. I downloaded it and never fucking touched it. Do you have? Do you still have it downloaded? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's but, still free if you're if yeah, you, as long as you have true. plus. Play it. Is it good? Did you enjoy it? It's it, well. It's not like a game in the traditional sense. Blah, blah, blah. It's you know, it's a, like essentially like a point and click adventure kind of a deal okay. where you get to choose. You, you know, it's your own storybook, so you get to choose what the character does. Uh, the character, you know, la la la. Things change based on your decisions throughout the game, right? Gotcha. Uh, follows a girl named Max who has supernatural abilities. And some of the decisions she makes all severely alter the, the lives of the people around her. Um, it's actually like a really good like murder mystery kind of a game too. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, play it. Get through it. The first one. Because the second one, you know, they're starting to tease it a little bit. It's coming out soon enough. Uh, and I think it's something that we should hop on as it goes. It's episodic. Well, obviously it doesn't matter anymore. Is it multiplayer? No. It's no, just, like I said, it. it's your own adventure kind of a deal. And it actually, they uh, once you finish an episode... Uh, they like recap you and they kind of show where you fall, like what decisions you made and oh, that's cool. how popular decisions were made based on everybody else's. Um, play it, get through it. Let me, and if you don't want to do all that, just fucking watch a playthrough on YouTube. There's plenty of those. I recommend Google cause it's fucking hysterical. His reactions to some of these things. God damn. It's funny. But, um, so yeah, get through it. Uh, I think you'll like it cause it's great, great storytelling. Yeah. A buddy of that recommended it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely look yeah. into it. Definitely. Somewhere on that PS4 hard drive. Yeah, so definitely check that out. I think it's something that's worth mentioning. All right, so I forgot what fuck. What game were they talking about remaking? Okay, so uh, our, you know, the Rainbow, uh, not Rainbow. Yeah, Remake Siege. Yeah, uh, Resident Evil 2 is getting this remake, right? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, you know, with that, cool. But what is being said by Capcom is that they are going to integrate newer... Um, Resident Evil mechanics into uh, Resident Evil 2 Remastered. Uh, so my, my question to you is, where do you stand on that? Where do we draw the line? I am not a purist uh, in the sense that if you're doing a remake... A, a purist, I think, would say that you shouldn't remake it, period. But then, you know, close to, but not quite a purist, would be like, if you're going to remake it, just update the graphics. You know, which, which is fine. You can have that opinion. However, I do want to throw out that a lot of my favorite games have some really shitty um, broken in favor or broken against the play, player uh, mechanics. It's just the, the product of the time. Some of them really have terrible fucking mechanics. My favorite RPG, well, one of my favorite RPGs of all time, has the stupidest fucking combat system ever. And it's garbage because if you're low level, you cannot get a fucking hit on anything. You got to... For days. And um, I think if you're going to remake a game... Graphics should be a no-brainer. Yeah. If you're going to integrate new features and stuff like that, new features and mechanics, I think it should overall improve the game, not change it. Yeah. If at any point you're like, does this feel like the old one? If you have to question that, it probably doesn't. Doesn't belong. Yeah. Because, like I said, if if you go in and you fix the, like, the genuine fucking issues with the game, yeah. that's good. People, people are only going to appreciate that more. Yeah. But if you go in and you add unnecessary stuff, unnecessary changes, stuff that really nobody said anything about, um, shit, dude, it's going to be rough. I think the fear is that they're going to take uh, Resident Evil 6 
and integrate that and, into two. And to just tell the same story just around the, the mechanics of RE6. And here's the deal. Like, RE4 is probably the, the greatest Resident Evil game of all time. I didn't play the new one. I didn't play 7. I can't, So I can't really comment on that. It looked like a lot of fun. But I'm not fucking for that fucking first-person point of view when it comes to fucking monsters. That's just not my thing. <laughs> I absolutely refuse. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of hate for 5 because it kind of changed the overall feel of the game. Yeah, it was it, more of an action game. More of an action horror. game than horror, yeah. And there's severe hate for 6 because it kind of shat on the legacy of all these characters that people grew to love, right? Uh, the lands of the world, the Jills of the world. These yep. these characters that people love, and it's funny because when you, I remember looking back on the trailer for Six, because I was gonna get it when it came out, I was like, "Wow, this fucking story looks epic as shit." You're combining everything. You get to see Chris and Leon face to face. This kind of shit, and it, like they, it just didn't didn't deliver. Didn't deliver. Um, uh, so I think people are afraid of that. Let me throw out an excellent example of a minor change that makes the world a difference. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered was launched, was I should say, re-released in May of this year. Okay. Um, it, this is the most smallest fucking thing ever, but it's the world of difference. Um, in the OG Dark Souls, you could not resize the menu, and it was not a pause menu. The menu was like an overlay of your screen. So if people are fucking you up and you pull up the menu, they're, they're going to continue fucking you up. You're going to die. In the remaster, you can resize the menu. So if you need to make a quick change to your gear or you know, something along those lines, boop, 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 boop. It doesn't take up half the fucking screen. Okay. And something like that, where it's so... Minor oh, so, minor adjustments that improve the life of the game. Yeah, something almost so insignificant. Yeah. But makes such a world of difference. Mm-hmm. You know? What... Okay, real, real quick. Uh, what, we'll get into this next week. Uh, but what... To, let's say the current fix is Siege between me and you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what minor, insignificant, smaller adjustments would you make to Siege to make it better? Off the top of my head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a good question, actually. Something off the top of my head that would make Siege better. Uh, I have to get back to you on that one, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I'm not. Off the top of my head, I don't think there's anything like game-breaking mm-hmm. on a console, at least right now. Yeah. Uh, my only thing... My, this is like... Uh, it's probably a personal grape, too. Well, the UI is kind of slow when you're in a match trying to change attachments. But I know, like, oh, have you touched oh. cocksuckers, that type of thing? Yeah. But, no, no, you're completely right on that one, where you actually select the operator, and then you go to customize the weapon, and it takes forever, and yeah. then it times out, and then you're in the game. Yeah. And people are like, bro, your aim sucks. I couldn't have the vertical grip. Yeah. Yeah, for no, sure. No, I totally agree that's with that That's one, one minor one. Um, but, that, yeah, that's a personal issue, man. I, you should really go in and set that shit up. Yeah, it's not really a gameplay gripe. But um, I can't think of that in my head either. The, the only other one that, that's kind of I don't like, I don't want to say, call it an issue, is the layout of, of the store. I think it's really fucking convoluted and okay. it's just all sorts of garbage. I just fucking blew 20,000 uh, 20, right now on uh, five packs. <laughs> and nice. I can get garbage. I got nice, gar- nice, gar- nice, garbage nice, to your nice. shit. But yeah, um, yeah, that's probably something that I would address. All right, you're up, boss. Next topic. All right, so this is versus round three. All right, I got some stuff. And next week, uh, I'll talk about it. Actually, I'll talk about this after the after uh, we versus. finish this. All right? All right. Uh, okay. So, you ready? Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen Raging Bull. Rocky versus Raging Bull. I haven't seen Raging Bull, but I'm going to give it to Rocky. See it. All right. See it. (laughs) Next one. You're going to like it. (laughs) Full Metal Jacket versus Forrest Gump, the Battle of Vietnam. Ah, man. That's like grit versus lighthearted, man. It's rough. Is Forrest Gump lighthearted? It comes off as lighthearted. 
it's not in context, <laughs> but you feel good after it. Yeah. Okay. You don't feel like like you got to burn down corporate America like you do after Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> yeah, that whole, <laughs> um, that whole the thousand yard stair scene was fucking fantastic. That whole thing oh, is man. fucking horrible. I kind of and you're going to crucify me. I like Full Metal Jacket better as a complete, but Forrest Gump is more quotable. It's easier to watch. It's but both of them are actually kind of hard to in one sitting to watch in one sitting because they're both. Well, because Forrest Gump is long. Yeah. But like I said, it, it it it's like it has that Wolf of Wall Street quality where you could probably watch it every month and be okay. No. But Full Metal Jacket, man, you gotta watch it, and then you need some time the fuck away from Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> you need your space, bro. You, you're going. It's not a breakup. It's just a break. Yeah. Yeah. You, We're that, that, on a break. But uh. Private Gomer Bow. <laughs> I ain't know they stack shit that high. <laughs> it's going to jacket for this one. Sorry, dog. Yeah, that's fine. No, I get it. All right, so these are two recent movies that came out that you seem to enjoy quite a bit. The Battle of Pixar sequels. Incredibles 2 versus Finding Dory. Finding Dory, man. Uh, Incredibles 2 was great. I like it as much as Incredibles 1, but there was just something kind of missing. And I want to say it was the emotional element. But Finding Dory, it came out swinging, bro. It was throwing fists. Yeah, it was like the, a world star fight, bro. With Finding cute, Dory, with the cute little Dory from like. Oh fuck! Yeah. I still can't get over that. <laughs> I don't want to watch the movie again because I think it'll hit me harder. <laughs> Copy that. All right, and this is the last one: the Battle of the Versus movies. Freddy versus Jason, versus Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. Uh, e- oh, man, fuck! <laughs> They're both really good. Um. Okay, let me throw this out there. Freddy vs. Jason is in no way serious. Um, like, no way serious. It, it's, it's just mindless gore that doesn't need to be there. But it, 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 but it is, and that's the beauty of it, that it is there. Um, I like the concept of Alien vs. Predator a lot better. These two warring galactic factions. It's like Transformers for grown-ups, right? But shittier, I guess. Um... I'm gonna have to give it to AV. Or is it is it just one? Yeah. Oh yeah, then Alien vs Predator one. I want to make that distinction. <laughs> it's to his ass. Yeah. Um. I see. The beauty of Freddy vs Jason is that it's like it's like philosophy in a sense, right? Where it's like it, it it's so immediately useless, but it's still beautiful. <laughs> you know, like 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 you're like. In no way is that anybody's favorite Friday the 13th nor favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's nobody's favorite. But but when you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, Freddy vs. Jason. You're like, I appreciate that movie. You know? You're like, I'm glad it was there. I love that philosophy. It, it's comparison. like God damn, that was funny. it's like your bottom bitch. You know, you need a solid foundation. <laughs> <laughs> In no way does that make sense. But we're going to. We're gonna roll with it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Alien vs Predator, man. I'm okay. a, I'm huge on Alien. You know this. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That was funny. It, I'm, it, it is, bro. It does not have a purpose. All right. So that was versus for the week. However, mystery uh, news for versus round four uh-huh. next week. Uh, we're not doing movies anymore. I got a secret. I got a secret genre that we're going into, and I'm gonna spring it on you, and you're gonna have to give me your gut reaction. We're not doing movies anymore, though. Gotcha. Something else. That, that's your mystery news. No, I didn't put that. You put that. I fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the mystery news is anymore. Oh, we'll scrap it then. All right, let's <laughs> rock into this next one. This is something. Uh, this is a little list, right? I'm gonna call this. Do you feel old yet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but wait till you hear these, right? Oh, okay. Al Pacino, seventy-eight years old. 
Robert De Niro, 74 years old. Jack Nicholson, 81 years old. What? Wait. Clint Eastwood, 88 years old. I thought he was at least 103, so that's not too Francis bad. Ford Coppola, 79. Okay. Joe Pesci turned 75 this year. Martin Scorsese also turned 75. Th- this one, th- these last three will get you. You know what? Wait, hold on. All wait, right. Before you, you know what that means, right? Yeah, we're going to see the mob giants die in our lifetime. All at the same time. <laughs> yep. And one grand final sweep right after the Irishman. Yeah. You ready for this? Go ahead. Pitt and Depp, respectively, 54 and 55. Okay. He took off his glasses, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You need to breathe. This last one really fucked me up. Have you seen that, man? Yeah. Paul Rudd is 49 years old. What? <laughs> yeah. He is, he is turning 50 next year. Woo! He, dude, that man aged like a fine Yeah, he did. Him and Samuel Jackson. He literally Ooh. looks no different from when he did fucking Clueless. <laughs> 49 years old. No different. At 49. All. Bro, he, if you told me that man was 35, I would have believed you. I would have believed you. I would have been like, yeah, dude, no, he's probably 34. Which Do you was, feel old yet? Which means he did. He was like forty when he did like forty year old virgin. Holy shit! Oh wow. Yeah, man. Just uh, just let that sink in for a moment. That's, that's kind of crazy. Just to do some uh, some quick maths here. Paul Rudd was born in nineteen sixty nine. I mean, he's the same age as my parents. That's wild, ain't it? That just let crazy. that sink in. That, that Paul Rudd one really fucked me up. Forty nine, man. He does That's, not look 49. Ugh. So we're going to see a lot of giants go in our lifetime. Man. And this is just old guys. Yeah. This is just old guys, dude. This ugh. ain't even like, you know? Ugh. Michael B. Jordan is the future of movies. Ugh. Yeah, right? All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's get into... This is the most anemic I've ever seen music news and reviews. Yeah, in our- man. It's real skinny this week. <laughs> um, so we have really just... Two topics and then our usual weekly bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so a band I like called Islander mm-hmm. was removed from Warp Tour. Yep. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the fuck I can't remember his name. The lead singer dove into like a drum set or whatever, and it was like rental equipment. Yeah. And they broke it. It was, it was the rental. backlining equipment that yeah. they used for that. Stage. And so um, they went quietly. They didn't like throw a big shitty fit because and, they were wrong. Yeah, because they were wrong. And. Um, uh, yeah, they released a statement. They're like, yeah, go support the Warp Tour. It was nobody but our own fault. And they're were, they were only supposed to be on for like a handful of dates. Yeah. But they played one date and that's it. And that's, that's what ended up happening. And um, so there's kind of this debate of why is Kevin Lineman going to suppress the spirit of punk or the spirit of Warp Tour? Because it's his equipment. Because it's his fucking equipment. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, do it. To, if you want to fucking throw your own fucking shit into the crowd, go for it. Yeah, man. But the... That probably set back that stage probably 15 to 20 to 30 minutes because they have to find a drum, another drum set to replace. Yeah, man. Um, Islander is good, though. You should definitely check them out. I'm sure, I'm sure they are, but... Yeah, no, but, but but like I said, they weren't quietly. They weren't like, oh, fuck you, I'm too. I'm glad you're dead. Yeah. They, they like were a lot like, of the people They were like, guys, person. go support the Warp Tour. It's nobody but our own fault. You know, yeah. we got carried away. It's so whatever. But it's just something to throw out there. Some Russell, some Jimmy's. Yeah. All right, I got another one. So we did a producer spotlight last month on what's his face from Fit for an Autopsy. Uh, Will. Will. Something with a P. Will Putney. Putney. Thank Will you. Putney. Yeah. And who is a master of his craft? Really, he probably half his discography is most of our favorite albums. Yep. We're being honest that. here. So I have another producer I want to shine the spotlight on, and this dude isn't some, uh, isn't some low 
tier hidden fucking gem. It is Joey Sturgis. You know Joey Sturgis? I do know Joey Sturgis. Yeah. Okay, so let me start off on the right foot with you. He did everything from Beautiful Discord all the way up to Zombies for the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah? Yeah? Already off I, on a good I start? Know, I know Joey Sturgis. You know Joey Sturgis? I'm very familiar with his work. Uh, for the Fallen Dreams, he did changes. He also did Attack Attack. Yeah, he did uh, Someday You Came Suddenly and the self-titled. Mm-hmm. Excellent, man. Um, I'm like browsing through his discography. He also did Bless the Fall Hollow Bodies. Yeah, he did uh, Deaths by Oceano. You remember he, that band? Yep. He did We Came as Romans' as Apologies are for the week for by Miss May I. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see what else. <laughs> oh, yeah, Stand Up and Scream by Asking Alexandria. Uh-huh. And that's kind of... Well, that, that's even before the 2010s, man. Uh-huh. He did Of Mice and Men Self-Titled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff he did on here. But uh, speak, Speaker of the Dead, you already mentioned that, right? Yeah. Reckless and Relentless. Uh-huh. Dead Throne. All right, so here's the deal. Yeah. Well, he was an executive producer on... Uh, Death Throne because Adam 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 D did Death Throne, but here's the, the here's the skinny. Of, it's kind of the opposite of what you're trying to say. Joey Sturgis effectively ruined metalcore through all throughout the 2000s because <laughs> because all those bands uh, product production wise sound exactly the same. There is no differentiation between what a band sounds sounds like through with the production because of him. He used like this cut and paste style where he literally just used the same fucking format uh, for every single band that he recorded throughout that time. So you're saying that Dead Throne... That he was not... He he didn't do Dead Throne. Okay. So you're saying that Plagues and Zombies had the same production style. Yes. That Plagues and Roots and Zombies. Yes. That Someday Came Suddenly and Plagues... Yes. I got to agree with that. Disagree with that one, man. Bro, he, um, here's the, because here, I remember this. This is something that, that, that irritated me because Death Thrones was so goddamn good, right? He was mad because Adam D turned down his electronic bullshit that he likes to throw in with his music, uh, which is blood influence on bands like Bless the Fall, which is why they sound the way that they sound like now. Um, he was mad that Adam D turned down his, that. His, the element that. of it. And it's just like, well, at first off, Adam D has done way better albums than you ever have, uh, including anything Killswitch Engage related. Uh, so so and, we're doing and, a spotlight on Adam D next week? We could. Absolutely. We could talk about Adam D. Uh, he's got some good ones. Um, we could do Matt Goldman, too. Matt Goldman's got a lot of good ones in there. Uh, we we got to do Terry Date by default. Yeah. Because you, know, you can't, you know, he's kind of a big one. Yeah. Uh, but... So, yeah, uh, Joey Sturgis is the reason why a lot of those bands sounded like the way that they did. You know, I was kind of expecting this reaction, but not in this way. I thought you were going to say that he ruined the genre because of all the punk goes pop. Well, that's the... Oh, that's part of it. That's another thing That's another <laughs> thing entirely. I actually, you know what? Uh, those albums are kind of a guilty pleasure. Some no, of those covers oh, yeah. are really good. Some of those songs are good, yeah, um, for sure. I have one last piece of music news, and then we're going to get into the weekly bangers. Sure. Uh, this is requested by my girlfriend. Uh, the main is doing their 8123 thing and they're celebrating 10 years of their first album. Sure. In January. Cool. Phoenix, Arizona. Check it out. Okay. <laughs> moving on. To I mean, week. okay. Here, okay. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Okay. Fun fact. Uh huh. I will say this. The main has been around for quite some time. Yes. And I remember when they were a band that was this big. They were this big. And now they're a bigger band. Good for, so good for them. And they're also, they said, fuck labels. We're making our own. Sure. And that's always a good thing. No yep. matter what genre you're in. Yep. 
Um, okay, let's get into the weekly bangers. Sure. Uh, I want to throw this one out before you do because I think we're on the same wavelength. There's a band called Vane that's touring with Code Orange that dropped an album called Air Zone. If you listen to Slipknot and Deftones growing up, this album is for you. Ooh, tasty. Okay, what was yours? Was I, that yours? I had no. I was so was... worried you're gonna intercept that album. Okay, dude. you so had no idea. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is one that uh, potentially album of the year. Oh wow! Is and you'll ne- you've never heard of this band, and a lot of their song titles just fucking crack me up because I don't even know how to say half of these. It's a band called Villas. How do you spell it? V i l i s. The uh, album's called uh, Nylanth- Nylum? Nihil? Nah- Nylum. Yep. Uh, Penumbral, Ouroboros, 411, Bloodlines, Darkstalker, Off, Dis- Discoda. You know what I'm saying? Like, What is this, Deathcore? Um, not, it's more, it's more metalcore than you think. Cappy. But it's, it's good. It's good shit. It's very, very good. And I liked it because, uh, yeah, I like it. I will check that out. Um, wow. These guys got like thousand plays on all this new stuff that's wild mm-hmm. wow okay i will definitely give it a look i have brought with me a blast from the past okay i want you to go deep into your memory and recall the first time you heard of a band called buried in verona jesus christ or the last time you heard of buried in verona okay nothing uh i know they were on a bunch of deathcore tours if i remember correctly Buried in Verona has drastically sh- changed sound over the years. But, but was I correct in the whole deathcore? Um, they're they're metalcore that's more deathcore than you think. So it's kind of the opposite <laughs> of yeah. Um, so I dug up their uh, album called Saturday Night Sever, and you have no idea how hard it is not to say Saturday Night Fever because <laughs> it's the same spelling except for the F. Saturday Night Sever. I have jammed to nothing but that all week long. So fucking good. Okay. Um, like, do you know of this album? No. A couple of key tracks. It's really fucking good. I love this album. And it the best part is that it makes me feel 13 again in all the right ways. In all the right ways. Because it has that old school production to it. Where it has that grime and it has that yeah. Um, couple of uh, the title track, uh, Saturday Night Sever. Hanging Hose by Their Toes is a fucking banger. <laughs> Go-Go Gadget Suicide is a banger. Okay. Rohifnal Sunrise. Banger. Cut wrists and sinking ships. That is the most fucking emo thing I've heard all week, <laughs> and it is a banger. Check okay. out Buried in Verona album Saturday Night Sever. Oh okay. fuck, it's so hard to not say Fever. <laughs> you have no idea. All right, I got. Uh, so you, okay, okay. I, I got more. Fire away, man. We I got go more. Back and forth. Uh, I got Glass Hands new Ooh. album Dive. Yeah, man. Glass Hands is a band from Indiana. Uh, I think we might actually know them by association. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I might know them by association because they're my buddies. Buddy's girlfriend or something. Okay. Something so, like that. New album. Very good. Yeah. Dive is very good. Indiana, man. You got any more? Because I got a couple more. Uh, I have more. a couple of singles, actually. Uh, Sleep Waker dropped a new single called Hell. It's pretty dank. Check them out. They're pretty up dank. and coming. <laughs> Rise Against also dropped a single called Megaphone. Okay, I'll check that out. Uh, their formula has worked. Yeah. Rise and Against I- is Rise Against. I think Adam, Adam's probably said it wrote, or Tim described it the most. It sounds like Rise Against. <laughs> like, they, they have a nothing wrong with that they have a formula it works and i don't think i've ever been bored with the rise against album yeah i agree with that and i think that's fair all right fire away uh two singles by a band called wolfskin Woo-hoo-hoo. they are a heavier anime affliction without all the well actually no they're a heavier anime affliction period they literally the, the clean vocal sounds exactly the same very cool very cool yep 
They have, uh, like I said, two new singles called Oblivion and Carnivore. Check that shit out. Boss. Um, I'm going to... Well, this is the end of my list. Uh, Ice Nine Kills. Super excited. Um, not anything new because the American Nightmare has kind of been out, right? It's been a single for a while now. I, I know, yeah. Um, it's going to be on the new album, which yeah. is good mm-hmm. if you've been, you know, wanting it on an album, on yeah. a record. Um, check them out at Warp Tour, man. Really fucking excited to see them. Yeah? Yeah. I saw them once. Ice Nine Kills, man. Once excited. There, there are, I saw a list by Kerrang, I think. I want to say it was Kerrang. That's like 10 bands to chill at Warped. And it was very fair. It wasn't very biased towards the mutant stages, but Ice Nine Kills was like number three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got some forty or Simple Plan was on there, and then of course number one is Can you guess? Uh, every time I die. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Big you years. got any more? I got one more. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Eye of Helix uh, have a new single called Unsung off the album called Conditions. Uh, oh, actually, they for fans of. <laughs> well, it's, it's not well it's, it's metalcore but metalcore. I, I can't really think of like a comparison right off the top of my okay, head cool. but yeah i think the album just dropped actually because i just looked and yeah all the songs are here i did check out the band you mentioned last week hill hill the sun mm-hmm. i want to say hill to the sun because it makes more sense hill the sun's really good man but yeah. but 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 <laughs> um you could tell these guys sat down one day and they did a bunch of drugs and listened to dance gavin dance and they made <laughs> yeah, well, music that is fair actually one more thing I, I think i'm gonna make this like a like a running gag um, Dance Gavin Dance is music for people that like to mix their drugs in the same night. Okay. Because I said that along the way here. And I, I think I think there's a lot of good ways you can describe dance, <laughs> dance music. I can agree with that. And, you know, he was just listening to some Mothership on the way. It's very good. Uh, dance Gavin Dance is for people who like to mix Michael Jackson with uh, Alexis on Fire. See, Dance Gavin Dance <laughs> is music for people that like to mix their ketchup and mustard together. <laughs> we'll get to this. We'll continue to this next week, Gabe. I don't got the time for this, Mike. But yeah, so what that is that the week? That is the week. That's episode seventy eight. Wow, that's like the, the shortest episode we've had. It's you know we've been saying that for the past like dozen episodes. Yeah, but yeah, that's the episode, man. That's the week. So with that, uh, we have all the usual places you can check us out on. Uh, you can find us anywhere podcasts are found, such as uh, Google Podcasts, which is a new thing, I guess. Uh, under uh, your mom's bed when it's under your mom's bed. Yep. Uh, you know, in the doghouse with the dogs when things are hot. In the kitchen with the candle. Sure. Uh, Shit, I can't even think. Uh, or lane with a butt plug. Usually, we're following Santa Claus down the, you know, what's the chimney? The chimney. Yeah. Uh, all that good stuff. We also. How does he not rip his pants? We are also in the pouch with the Easter eggs. All that good stuff. Pouch with the Easter eggs <laughs> in Australia. This is the Second City Kids podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So we see you guys next week for seventy nine. We have a special guest. We're not going to mention him. But You've, you know him. But you know him. If, you, if you're if you an OG Second City Kids fan, like all two of you are, yeah. you'll know him. He'll be uh, sitting down with us next week because he insisted on it. It's but, like half Christmas. Yeah. Well, with that, well he kind of looks like Santa. With that being said, uh, we will see you next week on the Second City Kids podcast. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabe and Jacob. Deuces. <laughs>